Hi everyone, thanks for joining us today. During the Winter Emerge 2020, we highlighted some incredible companies working to elevate the industry while using sustainable practices. So in this session, we're speaking with CEO of Field State Incorporated, David Melnick. David, I'm so stoked we could talk with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> All right. How's your day been? So far, so good? Yeah, so can't complain, you know. Always uh, looking forward to what's next in the day of an entrepreneur. So <laughs> yeah, it's sure. always exciting. <laughs> well, to start, maybe you can share with your audience a little bit about Feel State and kind of the concept behind it. Yeah. So um, myself and two other partners started Feel State back in 2019, and we are focused solely on dispensary operations um, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. And our primary business model is actually creating a franchisable type dispensary where we can go and work with, you know, people that own the dispensary license and provide them with the necessary strategic, operational, and branding support to kind of compete on the, the scale of uh, some of the larger players in the industry without having to, you know, go out and try to acquire the, the necessary capital to do so. So generating some economies of scale. Um, you know, really focusing on community-oriented dispensaries and you know, how you can integrate cannabis into one's overall health and wellness routine. Um, I could talk for, you know, the next 10 hours on this. <laughs> so I'll cut it off and maybe uh, we'll pick it back up another time. <laughs> well, maybe you could start by telling us um, some of the main challenges that entrepreneurs might face when opening, opening a dispensary and sort of how Field State is stepping in to make that a little bit easier. Yes, I mean, the, the, the challenges of opening any cannabis business are, are endless. Um, first, it starts with the licensing itself, just trying to be able to obtain a license, especially in you know, a more limited market state. Um, it's not always the, the easiest route to, to go, um, making sure you have a really strong team and support and, you know, uh, business plan behind you is a, a good place to start. I said, so that's a much more in-depth conversation. Uh, but then it's also, you know, once you have the license, there's so many decisions that have to be made in order to, to get open from, you know, building and design to staffing to all the technology that you need to use, um, just the amount of, you know, FF and E and accessories that go into it. Um, it's just, it's a lot and it can be overwhelming and we, we've dealt with that before. And so our goal is to, you know, help make this as seamless of a process for groups as we can in order to get them up and running as, you know, in an efficient and cost-effective manner. You mentioned earlier um, the capital required to do something like this. Is that something that, that Field State is able to help with? So we have um, connections to investors looking at different opportunities all the time. Uh, us, we don't take an ownership in any anyone's license. We want them to, you know, have as much control over it as they can. So it's really more, you know, we'll, our our fee structure is based off of you know a, a percentage of, of revenue, like a royalty, or um, you know some other arrangement that we may come to agreement with. But at the end of the day. We're trying to keep as much of the economic benefit with the dispensary owner as they can, and really, you know, trying to get them to invest and reinvest in the community in which they operate. So, you know, we don't want 
want to be taking everyone's profits and bring them somewhere else. It's, you know, keep it in that, that community and really help, um, you know, that community thrive with the canvas business. Well, building strong communities, I think, is a big part of being a sustainable company. What are maybe some other ways that Field State helps those franchise locations incorporate sustainable ideals into their practices? Yeah, so we have you know a, a long list of, of ways that cus- companies can be sustainable and you know have a sustainable business practices. On the dispensary, you know, it's a little maybe not as obvious you know on the cultivation, um, you know, some of the energy saving you know construction methods you can do, but there are you know steps you can take whether it's you know, using recyclable materials in your build-out, um, LED lighting, um, obviously natural lighting if the regulations in the state allow for windows or skylights or things of that nature. And then also it's really focusing on, you know, having a, a strong recycling program um, and using, you know, recyclable materials and packaging, uh, you know, just trying to limit that, you know, that carbon footprint. And another way is also, you know, local sourcing. So when it allows working with cultivators and manufacturers that, you know, have sustainable business practices and are also located near the dispensary. So you're not, you know, incurring all the, the travel related, you know, environmental impact um, items. That's wise. Um, sustainability can also be about longevity. What are some things that Beale State is doing to make um, these franchises resilient? Yeah, so, you know, at the end of the day, we, we're firm believers that it starts with the team that you put in the dispensary. So there's a lot of turnover in cannabis, just like, especially in retail. I mean, that's, it's not unique to, to just cannabis. So making sure that, you know, the team is well-trained, they're taken care of, they're valued, um, and allowing them to, to be empowered to make smart decisions when it comes to helping customers as they come into the dispensary. Um, And from there, you know, our our big thing is we wanna help these businesses hire people that are looking to advance. So, you know, they're hungry, they're entrepreneurial. Um, You know, they have some, maybe they've um, dealt with some some tough issues in the past and, you know, made them a little stronger in terms of, you know, resiliency, but, you know, really focus on finding good people and helping that drive value to the dispensary because ultimately, you know, the team is the most important customer. And then that trickles down to, you know, the actual people that come in the store to, to purchase the product. So, you know, happy employees, happy customers, it's that repeat business. And then it's also, you know, what are ways that the businesses can operate efficiently when it comes to um, just operating expenses. So, you know, effective staffing, um, looking for, products that are, you know, of value to the consumer and then also um, providing value to the consumer beyond just the, the products itself. So it's whether it's education materials, you know, inform- other information, uh, just ways to, to help the community, you know, things that maybe don't cost a lot, but um, can provide tremendous amount of value for the long term. I can appreciate that. How would someone apply to this franchise um, model? Is there a pretty rigorous application? Uh, not at this point. So, I mean, it's more, <laughs> you know, we're out there talking with different groups and if someone comes to us, you know, we'll, we, we'll, we'll talk to anyone at this point. Um, and, and really it's, you know, it's finding the right people that kind of believe in what we're going for. So it's a, you know, it's not just, hey, you wanna be a field state? Yes, let's go in and make it happen. It's okay, let's 
make sure we really align and that, you know, the, the people that we're going to be working with kind of buy into to what we're going for with this concept. Um, and then we'll do, you know, do our diligence on the, the back end to, to make sure that it all, it all meshes out. But, you know, for, for us, we want to find good operators and, and good people to work with because ultimately that's going to help, you know, us on the, the field state side is going to help the dispensary as well um, just be really aligned and, and making sure we're all working towards the same goal. Because at the end of the day, you know, we want our success to be 100% uh, derived from the success of everyone we work with. Um, you know, there's a lot in, in Canvas for, you know, a lot of opportunity. So let's go in and try and make as many successful individuals as, and groups as we can. That's so cool. So we, you were introduced to Emerge um, seeking investment. And I know that's something that you're still interested in. What kind of investment are you looking for? And maybe what kind of investors would you be interested in working with? Yeah, so, you know, the, the beauty of our business model is we don't need as much capital to, to, to operate as, you know, a, a standard cultivation manufacturing or, or even a, a dispensary. So we are still looking for a little bit of capital to, you know, give us a longer runway. So we're not constantly out there trying to, to talk to new investors and, and, you know, we can focus on business development. Um, at this point, we're looking for, you know, half a million to maybe a million dollars of, of new capital. Um, and so far, we've taken it from uh, you know, myself and my other partners and then family and friends. So we're really looking for, um, it really could be anyone, but, you know, individuals, uh, small groups, um, you know, it doesn't have to be someone coming in with a whole chunk as well. So we'll, we'll take smaller investments, but it's also, you know, so far, we've been lucky that our investor base, um, again, has bought into kind of the concept that we're going for in our brand and, you know, stuck with us for, for a while. So, so they know what it's a, it's a longer term play. And by that, I mean, maybe it's three to five years rather than six months to a year. But you know, <laughs> they understand that you know, this is a, a process and we're not trying to, you know, grow to 100 locations overnight, you know, months build, test, refine, and then grow. You know, kind of do things in a sequential and logical order. I like that. In five years, I'd like to hope that we'll have federal legalities to worry about. But right now we're dealing with a lot of different state uh, regulations and things that people have to be worried about adhering to compliance. Is that a big aspect of kind of the um, guidance you would give your, your franchisees? Yeah, so obviously compliance is a huge issue um, and making sure that you are staying compliant with all the rules and regulations of every state or local municipality. And there's also federal ones on top of it as well, with, you know, 280E and things of that nature. Um, so, you know, it's certainly stressed to take a more cautious approach when it comes to operating these businesses. And especially on the, on the medical side, um, one of the things that we're really into is making sure that staff is trained appropriately not to make, you know, overt medical claims about what cannabis is. Um, you know, obviously there's still a lot of research that needs to be done on, you know, what it, you know, it's potential. So at this point, a lot of the stuff is, you know, the, the information out there is anecdotal um, and, you know, not fully vetted and tested. So making sure you're honest with the patients and the customers that's saying, you know, cannabis may, you know, or has a possibility to help with your symptoms, but it's not going to cure cancer. You know, it's 
Um, it, it's just, you know, trying to be fair and honest with everyone as they, as they come in the store and making sure they understand what cannabis is and more importantly, you know, what it's not so they can have a realistic expectation of you know, how it may incorporate with their lifestyle. I think we've got a good grip on what field state's offering, but I know for a lot of investors, it's also important to get to know the leadership. So maybe you could tell me a bit about yourself and how you came to enter the cannabis space. Yes. So I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, myself and one of the other partners in field state. We actually started a made to order cookie delivery business when we were students in college. So at 20 years old, we were running a, a business full-time and going to school full-time. Um, taught us a lot. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, definitely a, a unique opportunity and, and challenge. Um, but, you know, over the, the course of that experience and then um, my other professional experience in, in investment advisory, um, real estate, and then ultimately um, working at a previous uh, vertically integrated cannabis company, uh, mm -hmm taught me a lot of skills um, in terms of time management, diligence, you know, how to treat people from a management perspective. Uh, you know, just, uh, so many skills that, you know, I didn't have when I first started out. And it was, a, I think, better, I'm now better positioned to, you know, understand what my abilities are and are not. And so I think same with my partners. And, you know, we go and try and find people that have complementary skills or, you know, are smarter than us <laughs> and build around it that way. Uh, just because, you know, we're, we're not overly prideful in saying we can do this all on our own. That's not the case at all. It's, you know, we want to build a, a strong team like we've already, already stressed. I think it's interesting to speak with entrepreneurial people because there's so many different skill sets that will often converge to create um, an ideal climate for what you're doing now. And that background in real estate, I think, is probably super powerful for being able to set up all these potential franchise locations. Is that played into your your skill set? Yes, I'm definitely having an interest in like going and sourcing real estate. You know, seeing where there might be potential property to to look for. You know, with a group. Um, obviously, real estate can be a challenging issue in cannabis for a variety of reasons, whether it's the zoning or um, you know, the landlord has a a loan on the property and the bank won't allow it. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's something I like doing, going and searching around. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think myself and my partners all have different skill sets and that's why we work so well together. You know, I'm more the back office accounting, legal, you know, administrative stuff. Uh, we have a cannabis expert, someone that, you know, just loves and loves the plant. Like, uh, spends 24 hours a day just ingratiating himself in the in his home grow and the, the cannabis community and you know understanding every little detail about it then we have you know a true operations expert um, that knows how to you know run the stores and um, you know expert in retail and delivery so you know it's it's a good mix and i think uh it served us well this point how did you meet your team so like i said when my one partner um We've been in business together for what, 10 years now, 10 plus years. Um, and actually went to school with him and grew up with him. So I've had a long relationship with him. And then my other one, uh, we actually is a, a friend. I was a cousin of a friend of ours. Um, and we worked together at our previous cannabis company. So it's, uh, we, we've had the, a long-term relationship with, with him as well. So are there parallels between cannabis and cookies? 
<laughs> I would say that the mindset behind the cookie business definitely uh, is geared towards the cannabis community. <laughs> so there was that, there was that, that precursor. Uh, at, the, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's, there are some similarities. They're, they're both retail. They're both you know, consumer goods. And, um, you know, how you treat your staff and your customer, those are always going to, you know, play in any industry. So there's, and then obviously, you know, on the operation side as well, you know, focusing on how to efficiently operate a cookie business is, you know, a little different than how to operate a cannabis business, but the, the principles are, are generally aligned. And did you decide to get into the cannabis space because it was um, something that you were passionate about, or maybe you saw a lucrative business opportunity and there's nothing wrong with that either? Yeah, no, I've always had an interest in, in cannabis and, you know, the, the entrepreneurial opportunity. So, you know, having worked for, for you know, other companies where I wasn't in that entrepreneurial role, you know, finding, having the ability to kind of come back and step into this uh, arena was, was very interesting. And I saw, you know, we saw the opportunity where we thought there was some, some lacking in the market, especially as it relates to like customer education, then um, really building localized businesses. And so, you know, just how, just all the, the wonderful things cannabis, you know, can provide to people. Um, we really wanted to, to build a business around that and, you know, kind of use that as a differentiator to, to, to grow um, and get back into this entrepreneurial spirit. And so why are, are sustainable elements important to you? Because I know sometimes they can have an additional cost up front or other sort of obstacles to implementation. So as a budding business, why is this something you've chosen to pursue? I think it's just one of the things we've always believed in. You know, I was raised with recycling and, you know, trying to, to limit the, the number of resources you use and being uh, conservative about, you know, just everything we, we had. Uh, so I think that's important for us, especially um, as we, we grow this business is, you know, there's obviously a lot of talk about climate change and how the, the world is, you know, needs to, to evolve. And, you know, being maybe a younger generation, I, I, I buy into that a little more. Uh, but it's, um, I, I think it's just, it's important for us. It's something that's important for us to, to espouse and to try and follow through and really, um, you know, educate others, especially in the cannabis industry where you see a lot of waste, a lot of electricity use. Um, the, the packaging requirements so it's you know how do you you know build a smarter business I think ultimately you know the, the younger demographic will kind of gravitate toward those businesses that are operating responsibly and ethically not only with the release of sustainability but to other aspects as well. Yeah I can definitely agree with that especially if you're talking about franchising that way I think that's important if you want to grow. Um, what do you think the, the future of the cannabis space looks like? Uh, I, I think there's, like I said, a lot of opportunity, uh, but to, to that end, I think, you know, we're, we're a proponent of making sure that, you know, people that have been wronged by, by cannabis in the past, um, you know, are, are made whole, you know, and not, <laughs> you know, they're not um, forgotten about and that, you know, there's opportunity for, for other groups as well, you know, the small business entrepreneur or 
um, you know, just the average person to come into the industry and participate. So we're, we're more of a, you know, let's create a, a whole, you know, a robust industry where, you know, there is a little more, I'd say, um, free participation. That doesn't mean it's unregulated. I think there's plenty of ways to incorporate smart and, and sensible regulation when it comes to testing and security and, you know, just general business operations. But, you know, we, we talk to so many people that tell us, hey, you know, one day I want to be, I want to own a dispensary or I want to own a cultivation. And I think, you know, having that ability and that opportunity for them to, you know, one day realize their dream, just like so many other people, is important. And was that when you sort of had like your aha moment was hearing, hearing people, so many people express that interest, but not have the, maybe the legs under them to do it? Uh, so it's actually been more of the people we've been interacting with and interviewing for the, the two locations we're about to open up. So a lot of people just, you know, coming to work, wanting to work in a dispensary as a manager or a, a bud tender just to, you know, get their foot in the door and see how things work and, and grow that way. Um, you know, that's really where uh, we, we've seen this interaction in, of, of people, you know, desire to, to become entrepreneurs as well. So. It's, uh, it's really interesting. I think, you know, providing them with an opportunity to, to start somewhere and see where it leads, um, you know, it, it's, it's rewarding for us. So you've got two locations opening, you mentioned, um, and those are our franchise locations? Yeah, so we're working with uh, a group that is opening a dispensary in St. Louis, Missouri, and then another group that is opening one in Kansas City, Missouri. Both uh, should be coming online probably within the next two months. Wow. And what were some of the, uh, the big challenges you encountered trying to, to get those off the ground? Uh, well, you know, we are extremely grateful for the two groups that we're working with because they're, they're our first two. So, you know, the, the concept is still unproven, but, you know, they, they took a shot on us. They, they saw, you know, all the, the materials and the everything that we have created and, you know, our plan in terms of how we want to, to help them implement this. And I think they're, they're willing to, you know, it's a shock. They, they, like I said, they've, they've bought into to what we're going for um, and, you know, really working with us to, to grow and to make sure we're, we're doing this the right way. Uh, yeah. I, without them, I don't know where we would be. Uh, <laughs> definitely not in the, the current situation, but, I think we're, we're so happy to be working with the two groups that we are um, and being in the markets that we're in because it will allow us to, um, you know, access the two major markets in, in Missouri and, you know, have, um, they're actually kind of located in two different, I'd say, demographic regions. So, you know, be able to test the model in different areas as well. Are you collecting a lot of data in these initial phases to kind of um, find where you can, improve or expand or change? Uh, yes, I mean, as we're, we're helping them, you know, through the build out. So, you know, at this point, you know, understanding where, you know, how we can refine that and make it simpler. I think we've gotten it down to, to pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, as we, you know, go through the training and the operations with them, you know, just a, it's a constant evolution, especially in a new market. So, you know, everyone should be reassessing, you know, what they're doing and how to improve um, and it's, it's going to be a continuous improvement. I think that's the, the route, you know, and the, our view is, you know, yes, you may be doing something good, but can you be doing something better? What else can you add on 
that's going to provide value to your team and your customers. Um, just kind of looking at it at that way and you know, never being complacent in how things are going. Do you see um, Field State kind of staying in the in the Missouri region, or are you planning to to expand nationally? Um, yeah, so I think you know for the right group and the right opportunity, we would you know consider pretty much any location. Um, but it's not just gonna, we're we're not trying to go for the the land grab approach. And you know, ideally, we'd like to stay in the Midwest, but. If we had a really strong owner and operator in Oregon that said, hey, I like what you're doing, you know, can we work something out? I think, you know, we'd go through our our diligence and see if it made sense from our perspective. Um, But we're we're not limiting ourselves at at this point. Uh, It's more finding the the good people to to work with. I guess, lastly, David, is there anything you'd like our audience to take away from this session that maybe we didn't touch on? no, I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're really just community focused. We're, you know, younger individuals, um, you know, hungry, <laughs> willing to, to work hard. Uh, I would say, you know, if you want to learn more, please go to our, our website. It's www.myfieldstate.com. Um, one thing we, we created, which we're actually really proud of, is kind of a cannabis guidebook and journal. So it's like a, a cannabis 101 has all the information about, you know, different consumption methods, uh, terpenes, cannabinoids, this general vocabulary, um, uh, cannabis math, you know, the conversions of like a, an eighth to a quarter to an ounce, you know, things of like that. It, it's a great resource that we're really proud of that we, we, we work to create. Um, so, you know, if you're curious about cannabis and, you know, looking for some good general information, uh, I think it's a, a great resource to have. That's awesome. And that was fieldstate.com? Uh, myfieldstate.com. Beautiful. Well, that's powerful stuff. Um, I think that that wraps it up. But on behalf of Cannabis and Tech Today and Field State, thanks to the entire Merge audience for joining us. And until next time, this is Patricia Miller and David Melnick signing off. Today's episode of Cannabis Tech Talks is brought to you by Hardy Diagnostics. Hardy Diagnostics is an American company that manufactures and sells bacteriological culture media, reagents, automated microscope slide standing machines, and rapid identification kits for microbiological testing in clinical, research, and industrial laboratories. Hardy Diagnostics is proud to be partnering with cannabis testing and cannabis science laboratories to ensure that cannabis products are safe for consumers. Hardy offers a wide range of pathogen detection and environmental monitoring products. At Hardy Diagnostics, you will find a complete selection of laboratory and microbiology supplies for the clinical, industrial, and molecular biology labs. See their amazing line of products. Go to hardydiagnostics.com.